Hey, 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 what's up, everybody? It's your boy Slizzy, Culture Vulture Podcast. Tune in every Monday at 5 p.m. You already know. Shout out to my boy Cal. Shout out to my boy Chris. We're doing this little podcast thing together. But let's get right into it. Today, we tuning into my NBA mock draft top 10. Um, It took me a long time to try to get this together. It took me about a week or so to get my top 10 together. I, I took a long thought and hard process upon who should pick who in this year's top 10 and who fits who roster perfectly. So on my top 10, I have the Phoenix Suns taking DeAndre Ayton. I have the Memphis Grizzlies taking Luka Doncic. I have Dallas taking Jaron Jackson Jr. I have Atlanta taking Mo Bamba. I have Orlando Magic taking Trey Young. I have Chicago taking Michael Porter Jr. I have Miles Bridges going to Sacramento Kings. I have Cleveland taking Mikael Bridges. I have New York taking Marvin Bagley III. I have Philadelphia taking Kevin Knox with the 10th pick in the NBA draft. Let's get right into it. For me, the Suns taking DeAndre Ayton is a no-brainer. DeAndre Ayton was, if not had the best Pac-12 freshman season of all time, averaging 21 points, 12 rebounds, 2 assists. He also averaged almost 2 blocks a game, 1.8, and he averaged .5 steals. Not really a great perimeter defender. He wasn't a really a great defender at all, but he still was dominant. He still averaged 20, he still averaged a double-double, still averaged .9. blocks. He still was third in the Pac-12 in blocks per game. His first in effective field goal percentage was 625.625. So that means that he can score. Not a great three-point shooter, but he can shoot threes. He made 12 for the year. Only shot 35 of them. So he can shoot threes. Good Good. He's an okay free throw shooter. He made 140, which was seventh in the Pac-12. So that's okay. That means you can't foul him. And he was third in free throw attempts, so he does get to the line. And he was first in field goal and two-point field goals made in the Pac-12 with 264. So he is a good mid-range shooter. He can shoot the mid-range. The pick-and-pop game with him and Devin Booker I think would be outstanding. Even though I don't like Alfred Payton as a starting point guard, I feel like his defense will offset his offense. So I think he can kind of fit. I think Josh Jackson will come into his own. I think Marquise Chris and Dragon Bender will come into their own next to DeAndre Ayton. I think he will make the whole team better. I think defensively, Josh Jackson could kind of make him better. But overall, DeAndre Ayton, 7'1", 250, 7'4", wingspan. Can't pass up on this guy. I compared him to David Robinson in my comparison. I feel like David Robinson is a good pick comparison because he's big, strong upper body, just like David Robinson, good post moves, inside out game, even though he can shoot the three, which is good, and he was first in the Pac-12s in defensive win shares at 2.1, so he can kind of play some defense, and he was first in the Pac-12 in box plus minus with 10.9, so he is a great player, I feel like DeAndre Ayton 
with Devin Booker for the next 10 years could possibly bring the Phoenix Suns a championship. Let's go into the second pick of the NBA draft where I have Luka Doncic. And Luka Doncic is a great player, international player, overseas player. And Luka Doncic plays for Real Madrid, Spanish Cup, 2017-2018. And he averages 16 points per game. He averages 4.7 rebounds a game, 1.1 steals. Luka Doncic is 6 points. I think he's about 6'7", 6'8". They didn't. They don't have his wingspan up yet. I've seen YouTube clips of him. If you've seen YouTube clips of him, I think you you should. Um, he averaged great numbers. He put up great numbers. I've seen him in the Spanish League tournament. i also seen him at the Fiber Cup. If you didn't watch him last year, go to YouTube and watch him at the Fiber Cup. He's going against Team USA um, in Spain. Great player. I feel like Memphis could use some energy in the backcourt. I feel like he fit their overall scheme. I think he will help Mike Michael Conley overall at the two position. I feel like Memphis won't pay Tyreek Evans what he's due. He had a great year. I feel like Tyreek Evans is due for at least $20 million. I think Memphis won't pay him that. He's the... This guy has been playing professionally since he was 14 years old. Polished game, one of the most polished international prospects ever, from what I've been reading, various ESPN reports. Adrian Wojnarowski has said it. He said he's in competition for the number one overall pick, but I just feel like Memphis overall and in that city, in that area, they need some energy and that just that 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 team, that the, the players inside of that locker room, they need some energy. I think Luka Doncic will bring that energy. He'll bring some razzle-dazzle, bring some tickets to them. <laughs> I think he would just help them overall. I think the Grizzlies, they can kind of pick a big. Jaron Jackson Jr. and Mo Bamba, but overall, I feel like they just look better with Luka Doncic. They already have Chandler Parsons, uh, Andrew Harrison, Mario Chalmers, Wayne Seldon. I think they need some help in the backcourt. I think Luka Doncic will help. This Spanish Euro Real Madrid monster, Luka Doncic. I think he goes to Memphis. With the third pick in the NBA draft, I have the Michigan State Spartan, Jaron Jackson Jr. going to Michigan State. I have him going to Michigan State because he could be the best two-way player out of the bunch right now. He's better defensively than DeAndre Ayton coming into the draft and Marvin Bagley III. He hits threes. He protects the rim. He defends the three-point line. And I think he's a safe pick. At 6'11", 240, he's a great player. And Michigan State, their defense was ranked ninth in the country this year. And the Spartans only given up 0.887 points per possession when he was on the court and 0.98 points per possession when he's off the court. So, you know, his effect on the game overall defensively is crazy to me. He's long wingspan, 7 foot 4, 18 years old, young player. I feel like Dallas can use him next to Dennis Smith Jr., Harrison Barnes. I think he will bring in the new era of big men. 
I didn't have a comparison for him, but if I had to go out on a limb, just off the top of my head right now, I would compare him to Larry Johnson, Grandmama. <laughs> Off, off the head, you might just be like, yo, Slizzy, you're crazy, but off the head, I compare him to Grandmama, Larry Johnson, just for the fact that he could bring the ball up the court. He plays defense tough under the rim. He could shoot. Grandmama could kind of shoot, but this guy can really shoot, and he's just athletic, just like Grandmama. So that's my comparison for him. feel like he would be a good player for Dallas. That's seven foot four wingspan, man. That will cover the rim. He would be a great pick-and-roll partner, Dennis Smith Jr. I think that will help them, energize them. Dirk Nowitzki might retire. He, he made 43% of his threes anyways, and he made 78% of his free throws, so he can shoot. That's what I like about him. And his true percentage is 66.8 which is better than Aiden, 66.5. Bagley, 63.1. Barber, 60.5. So he's polished at 18, so that's why I got him there. My next overall pick is Atlanta Hawks, and I got them picking Mo Bamba with the fourth pick in the NBA draft. Shout-outs to Mo. He's from Forster Projects. That's where my cousin is from. Shout-outs to DP. <laughs> That's on 112 in Linux, but shout outs to Mo Bomber. Congratulate you, young brother, young African brother. I'm Ghanaian, by the way, so shout outs to you, brother. Madasa. That was Ghanaian. <laughs> Look it up. But, anyways, I got Mo Bomber with the fourth pick going to Atlanta. I just like Mo Bomber next to John Collins. I think Mo Bomber, just defensively, he's a freak. He averaged 3.8 blocks a game. I think Mo Bamba will help just Atlanta overall. I compare him to Rudy Gobert, but my super comparison for Mo Bamba is Anthony Davis. I think he has the chance to be that dominant. If he could just tap into his inner Anthony Davis, he could just play his game, play his role. But if the coach allows him to... Let him be. Let him bring the ball up the court. Let him be confident in his game. He averaged 3.6 blocks per game. Excuse me. He averaged 68 point, 68% from the free throw line, so he can't get better. He averaged 10.5 rebounds a game, 3.3 re offensive rebounds a game, so that's kind of good to me. 13 points. He can't get better defensively. I feel like he has that much of a – he's that much of a talent – to where I compare him to Anthony Davis confidently. He was first in the Big 12 in rebounds per game, first in the Big 12 in total rebounds per game with 316. He was first in the Big 12 in total rebound percentage with 20.2. So he is a big factor when it comes to rebound. He has a seven foot nine wingspan. So believe me when I say he will affect the rebound game and he will affect the defensive rating for any team he go to because he was first in the defensive rating in the Big 12 with 89.7%. I like Obama, love him, hope he becomes great. He was also second in the Big 12 with 2.4 win shares per game. I like that too. 
good player. He can't get better. He he hit some threes this year. He didn't attempt a lot. He averaged 27% from three-point line. He only attempted almost two per game, but I feel like he's shown that he can shoot the three. He's shown that he can shoot it. His coach probably didn't give him confidence to do that because, you know, college, it kind of restricts some of the other areas of your game, so you can't really show everything. For example, I didn't know Anthony Davis could just bring up the ball, shoot the ball, and play with point guard skills, so that's crazy to me. So Shout-outs to Anthony Davis, but I think that was a good comparison for Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba next to John Collins. Then you got their point guard situation, Torian Prince. I think they could build around Mo Bamba, and I feel like that roster overall can need some help, that Atlanta roster. And just overall, just Atlanta, that, that they city, I think they need some help and need a star. I feel like Mo Bamba is their best chance at apprehending a unicorn <laughs> for their own. So good luck, Atlanta. Torian Prince. They got point guard play. Let's see if they can put it all together. Pick up Mo Bamba, John Collins. Probably next year, pick up another stud, R.J. Barrett, Wink Wink, or, or Zion. You know, Atlanta can do some things over there. They just got to stick with the process, man. Oh, man, I love the process, by the way. But anyways, you know, if they just stick with it, they'll be all right. So next, I have the Orlando Magic taking Trey Young of the Oklahoma and Trey Young is, he was a spectacular player. I must admit, I watched a couple of his games, and I tell you now, Trey Young is, he, 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 he's, he's a dynamo. He's a dynamo with the ball. 27 points per game, 8.7 assists per game, 1.7 steals per game. He was f- the first freshman ever to lead. The NCAA Division One in points per game and assists per game. First ever. Nobody else has ever done that. He averaged 3.9 rebounds, total rebounds per game. So he can, you know, kind of get up in there with the bigs, kind of get up in there and rebound. But the most important thing, he shoots the three. And the NBA in this day and age values the three-point shot. And I feel like Trey Young with the Orlando Magic is just the perfect fit. Just mash him in that roster with Aaron Gordon, Jonathan Isaac, Vujicic. Just mash him there. Just just put him over there. Jonathan Simmons. Just put him over there. He, he I, I feel like he, he could take him to the playoffs. That, 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 that's how much confidence I got in that pick. I feel like he'll take him to the playoffs. First year, he could win rookie of the year if he wanted to. First and three-point field goals made with 118 per game. It, I mean, per game, sorry. 118 made in total year for the Big 12. He was fifth in three-point field goal percentage with 36%. That's kind of good, you know. First in free throw attempt, so he does get to the free throw line. He was first in assists. He was first in points. 
First in total points with 876 points. First in total free throws made with 236 free throws made. He was third in free throw percentage, 86%. So he can shoot free throws. Shout out to my boy Chris. He wants Trey Young on the Knicks so bad. But I told him the only way the Knicks is going to get that pick is if they is it the draft is somehow rigged but anyways <laughs> shout out to my boy Chris but Trey Young on the magic just that roster is just a great fit I just like the fit he'll bring tickets to the city inject some energy into the city I think it would be great for them just throw Trey Young over there sorry my comparison for Trey Young is Steph Curry for me personally I like I like the comparison I like what he did Shot from anywhere on the court. He made 143 field goals. It's, it, it, it doesn't matter to me. I like I li- in conference play. He made 62 threes in conference play as well. I, I don't care. I like him. Get put him over there in Orlando. I think he will inject some energy over there. I think he'll be their first All Star in a couple years. Since Dwight or whomever they last All-Star Awards. I know it's been some years, though. Next, I have the Chicago Bulls taking Michael Porter Jr. With the sixth pick in the NBA draft. And with Michael Porter Jr., I feel like Chicago needs some energy over there. Michael Porter Jr., he only played three games this year. Remember, he injured his back in the first game of the season, in the college season. In his three games played, he averaged 10 points, 6.7 rebounds, 0.3 assists. Not much to really see. Small sample size, but what you do know is he can rebound. So that's what you can see already. 6.7 rebounds, you can see he can rebound. He has a good shooting three three-point stroke. He has a good shooting stroke, so you can see that from him. Um, watching his YouTube clips and watching what you've seen from Missouri while Michael Porter Jr. was there, he has some flashes. I compare him, if he can get to his highest ceiling, I would say Kevin Durant. If he could get to his highest ceiling, I feel like Chicago was the best fit for him. You fit him right between Larry Marketing and Zach Levine and Chris Dunn fit him right in there. Some good wing play. I think Marketing is a good player. I think Zach Levine is a great player. I'm so I'm still mad at Tom Thibodeau from trading from the Timberwolves, but that's a story for another day. But Michael Porter Jr., Chicago Bulls, Kevin Durant comparison. Yeah, that that that's how I'm feeling with Chicago. Next we have Sacramento Kings with Miles Bridges. This bulldog <laughs> of a guard from Michigan State, Jaron Jackson Jr. partner. And for me, I love Miles Bridges. I love his game. He's an athletic, small forward guard, strong above the rim. He could pass the ball, great pass. He could see the floor. He could run the floor. Average 17 points per game. He was supposed to leave his his rookie season, but he's decided to stay for his sophomore season. Got gotten better. He averaged 17 points per game this year with seven rebounds this year, 2.7 assists. He averaged 
36% from free from three point from three point percent. He averaged fifth above fifty percent from the field and field goal percentage. So he's a good player. I like Miles Bridges. He's a bulldog. I can't my one comparison for Miles Bridges off rip. I got I came up with Vince Carter. Just their styles of play. He's above the rim. I think that Sacramento, he will give them an above-the-rim athletic wing defender that could slide right beside De'Arian Fox. He's a great spot-up shooter. Um, Just strong. I think he just interjects energy inside of that starting five. Strong player. He was eighth in win shares in the Big Ten. He was seventh in defensive win shares in the Big Ten this year. He was second in free throw percentage with 85% from the free throw line. So when he does get to the free throw line, he does make his shots. And he averages almost two blocks per game for the Big Ten. That was last his freshman year. He averaged... 1.5 1.5 blocks per game. So he can block shots. I think he's a bulldog. I think I heard somebody compare him to Charles Barkley. I don't really see it. I think Marvin Bagley is Charles Barkley, but I feel like Vince Carter is a good comparison. De'Aaron Fox, uh, you know, Buddy Hill. Um, they got a good nucleus. Justin Jackson, some good, good young players, but I feel like Miles Bridges is a good fit for them. He'll bring them some toughness. And I think Tom Izzo coach kids is good. You see Draymond Green, so slide him right in that small forward spot next to De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Hill, see what they do. Next season, they probably be bad again, or they probably be good. You never know. Miles Bridges is my sneaky pick for rookie of the year. With the eighth pick, I have Mikel Bridges going to Cleveland Cavaliers. And I know, I know, I know what you're thinking right now. Slizzy hasn't said Marvin Bagley III yet. The reason why I think Marvin Bagley III is going to slip into the draft, is going to slide, is because he's not really a great defender. And I think teams will value defense over scoring a lot or value two-way potential over just scoring. So that's why I think they'll go with Mikel Bridges right here instead of Marvin Bagley. This is personal opinion. It's up for debate. Don't get me wrong. But anyways, I got Mikel Bridges going to the Cleveland Cavaliers. And the reason why is Cleveland needs a shooting guard, but they need a Swiss Army knife. I, I feel like Mikel Bridges is the best Swiss Army knife in this draft. I compare him to Klay Thompson. I know it sounds crazy, but the guy can shoot the three. He shot 43% from free, from three-point range this year. He shot 85% from free throw line this year. He shot 91% last year from free throw line. So he already can shoot the free throw. He has a good stroke from free throw. He shot almost 60% from field goal range so it's like the guy can shoot the ball run him off picks you run him off screens 
he's gotten better every year from 6.4 points per game his freshman year to 9.8 his sophomore year to 17.7 his junior year. So he's gotten better each year. So I like Mikael Bridges. I like him to Clay Thompson. Got to shoot that comparison. Love the comparison. I love the Clay Thompson comparison. I love the fact that Clay Thompson and this guy, they both play similar games. He's a tough defender. He know what he's doing. I just I, I, I just like Mikael Bridges to, to Cleveland. If LeBron leaves or stays, I feel like they need to pick Mikael Bridges. I feel like they need to just bring some energy, some toughness to their wing defense. And I think that will help them immensely. So, that's the reason why I got Mikel Bridges to Cleveland Cavaliers. With the ninth pick, I have the New York Knicks taking Marvin Bagley the third. Now, this was the guy to slide in the draft. Everybody overlooked him. Everybody said, no, we're not going to pick Marvin Bagley. He doesn't play defense. He doesn't have that much of a wingspan, 6'11 wingspan. And that's the reason why he'll slide to me in the draft, personally for me. But the reason why I have the Knicks picking Marvin Bagley is because Porzingis is injured, one. The Knicks have enough young guards I believe in Frank Nicolina. A lot of people don't. My my man, my main man Chris, Knicks lover, he argued with me. He argued me down the other day about how the Knicks need Trey Young and they don't need Marvin Bagley. And I'm telling him that just roster fit wise right now, I want Marvin Bagley because his fluid movements with the ball, he could bring the ball up. Marvin Bagley understands. He has a high IQ. He averaged 21 points per game, 11 rebounds per game. He's physical, understands the game, coached by Coach K. I think he's a better defender than Jalil Okafor. Big body, big frame, 234 pounds, 6'11". Um, he has the potential to play the four or the five. And for me, it's just... The simple fact that Marvin Bagley knows how to play the game. He knows what to understand, where to be on the floor. He knows what spots to be on the floor. He knows what to do when he gets the ball. He doesn't think that much when he gets the ball. He has some great games. I like Marvin Bagley energy during the tournament. Um, he broke nine freshman records. Nine Duke records, freshman records, including points, 694 points, scoring average, rebounds with 366 rebounds, rebound average, and double-doubles, 22 double-doubles. The only three only three other players in Division One average at least 20 points and 10 rebounds this season. I like Marvin Bagley. He's one of the best freshmen I've seen in a long time. And I feel like with the Knicks, we'll get a gem. I'm a Knicks fan. I'm from Harlem. Like I said, I'm from the east side. And I think the Knicks picking Marvin Bagley will bring us into a new era. He's a monster. He can bring up the ball. 
my comparison for Marvin Bagley the third is Charles Barkley. I think he has that type of athleticism, that type of power to just bring the ball up, grab a rebound, bring the ball up, and dunk the ball on you. That's what I feel. I think we should put Marvin Bagley at center. When Porzingis come back, he could play the four. I think the Knicks will be bad again next season. I think Porzingis should not come back until next season, March. And I think we should take next season again. Let's go get Zion or let's go get R.J. Barrett, one of those great wings. And let's, let's come on, let's do it. Let's do it, Knicks. Let's get this super team going, man. But, you know, I got Marvin Bagley going to the Knicks at number nine. And for my 10th and final lottery pick, I have Kevin Knox of Kentucky Wildcats going to Philadelphia. And... The only reason why I got him going here is because your boy, Mikel Bridges, for Villanova is not on the board because Cleveland picked him up, obviously. So I'm going with Kevin Knox here. The reason why is because I feel like Philadelphia can use another wing just in case if LeBron don't go there or they don't get Paul George in free agency. They can use another wing. They don't need any more guards. Per se, I feel like Kevin Knox could come off the bench, play the four, the two, or the three. He could shoot from mid-range, shoot from three. He averaged 15.6 points per game, 5.4 rebounds per game, 1.4 assists per game. So he can shoot. He averaged 45% from field goal range. And he averaged 35% from from three-point range so and 78% from free-throw range. So he can shoot. He has good percentages across the board. He can rebound. I like having Knox on the fast break. I can imagine him with Ben Simmons, Robert Covington, Dario Saric, Markel Fultz, Joel Embiid. So I can imagine him running with that squad and them just getting another big wing and them running up and down the court and just demolishing teams. If they get LeBron with that squad, whoop-dee-doo, I hope the NBA is prepared for, for to be doomed for the next 10 years. <laughs> but I got Kevin Knox going to Philadelphia. 6'9", 7-foot wingspan. My comparison for Kevin Knox was Danny Granger. I got Danny Granger. Um, I think he reminds me of him the most. Just a big body guy who can shoot the ball, put the ball on the floor. He'll learn to play some defense. I think he won't have a big problem playing defense, but it remains to be seen. But I have Kevin Knox as Danny Granger. And there it goes. That's my top 10 mock draft. 2018 Culture Vulture Podcast I hope y'all all have a blessed day Just remember We have more on the way We're just getting started So excuse us if we have to You know, brushing up our skills But I hope y'all all have a blessed day I hope y'all tuned in I hope y'all like it Give me some feedback Add me on Instagram at S-L-I-5-Z's in a Y. 
Add us on Instagram as well at For the Love of the Culture, the number four, Love of the Culture. And I hope y'all all have a blessed day. I hope y'all tune in next Monday. Next Monday I have my NFL after the draft preview where I go over the picks that the NFL has picked within the top 10 picks of the NFL draft. I'll go over those picks, uh, see what picks was good to me. I'll give it a draft grade. And, yep, that's coming out next Monday at 5 p.m. Y'all tune in for that. Shout-outs for the love of the culture. Peace out, y'all.